0: Y'all doing good this morning? Everybody doing pretty solid? It looks like it's going to be a beautiful Sunday morning here in New Smyrna Beach. Uh, hey, I do want to take a second uh, to connect with uh, all of our people that are doing church online. Is the online stream working? I know we're having issues with it. What well, we're good. Online people, what's up? How's it going? Hope you all are having a good Sunday morning, uh, wherever you're uh, you're watching from. Um, I also want to challenge you guys to get connected in all this stuff. You know, there's a, it's a really easy way to get connected online, uh, whether it's through Circle Groups uh, or whether it's through our church center app. Uh, man, we got because of what's going on in the world today uh, with sickness and stuff and with COVID, uh, we're providing circle groups that are doing online only because I know some people have some tensions with that and they want to stay safe. And man, I don't think there's a problem with that at all. I think we've got some great tools. Uh, and so I want to challenge you to uh, here next week when we talk about circle groups, think about joining a circle group uh, that works best for you. But uh, I just want to continue to reiterate Whether you're watching from home in Canada or New York, whether you're listening here live in New Smyrna Beach, man, uh, church is bigger than just what we do here on Sunday morning for 70 minutes, amen? Church is bigger than that. God wants to do more in you, and he wants to help other people help you and you help other people, and uh, we think circle groups are a great way for that to happen. Um, Today I'm excited because we're starting a brand new series, a new collection of talks called CORE. Uh, and uh, we're, the tagline for it is strong from the start. Um, you know, I, I think as we get into this new rhythm of life now that students are back in school and we're kind of back to working. By the way, moms, how was the first week of school? Pretty solid, yeah? I saw pictures of moms. They, they were trying to start a circle group called Moms and Mimosas. I don't know. I was like, I don't know what we'll to pray about that. But you moms, you guys were like... You had moms and massages. You had everyone's Moms were like partying it up come Monday and Tuesday. I saw y'all. Facebook was not lying. But we're all back into uh, we're back into the the rhythm of life. We're at work. We're not taking breaks anymore uh, for for vacation. Uh, kids are back to school. We're getting into our routines. And as we're doing that, I felt like as a church, as as even even started in our family eric and i are starting to have these conversations of like how do we how do we adjust the the things that we have the core of our lives to to be just a little bit better as we're getting into this routine how do we like reevaluate how do we how do we take out some things maybe that we didn't we didn't like so much some things that weren't working last year and how do we how do we get back to the core cuz we want our family to be as strong as we can be I think the same thing goes true for our church. The same thing goes true for, for the body of believers here in New Smyrna Beach. I think when it comes to being a follower of Christ, I think that the core of what we believe is so incredibly important. I was talking to some friends this morning about um, you know, some denominational differences between churches and stuff. And there's, there's tons of it, man. There's so many different denominations, even in New Smyrna Beach, but I think when it comes to being a follower of Christ, there are some core things. There are some black and white things that we cannot argue about that have got to be made the core of our individual relationships with Jesus Christ. You guys down with this so far? So for today and for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about how to adjusting our core, getting our core to the place where we are black and white, where we're very clear, where we're very firm when it comes to being a follower of Christ, what we believe and why. So we're going to become stronger from the start as we adjust our core. You guys okay with this so far? Perfect. So let me pray for us. Let's jump into it. Heavenly Father, I pray that whether we're doing church online or they're doing church in this, uh, in, in this uh, sanctuary in person or whether I'm doing church on, on this pulpit. Gotta pray right now that as your sons and daughters, you would unify us under the mindset of that you want to come in and change and adjust our cores, that you want to strengthen our core so we can live out the purpose that you've called us to. I thank you so much for what you've done and for what you're going to do. I pray that you would continue to have your way. For all the people in our church, God, that are dealing with uh, sickness and struggling through this difficult time, God, I pray that the Holy Spirit would rest upon them. God, that peace would come over them, that healing would start to take effect God, I pray for protection. pray that you would have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen and amen. This past week, I got the opportunity uh, to reconnect with an old friend I hadn't talked to in a couple years. And uh, this was an old friend. Actually, you guys know, you remember Doug Stewart? I gotta hang out with Doug Stewart, old friend of mine from years back. Uh, this kid was well he's not a kid anymore, he's a father, he's got two two of his own children. But in a time where Erica and I were youth pastors, Doug was just coming out of out of uh, out of Bible college and was interning. And so he came along to the church that I was a part of, and he actually lived with Erica and I for like for like Five or six months, like when we we lived in this two-bedroom, one-bath house, we didn't have uh, kids yet, but we had some dogs, and, and the five of us are all living in this little tiny house sharing one bathroom together. Erica loved it. She thought it was the best thing in the whole world. But as we're sitting there, we're reminiscing. We went out that night, and we, we did some fishing. And, and it's, I think fishing is a great way to connect with old friends. But as we're out fishing, we start talking about all these stories of, like, how, how life used to be and what we used to do. And it turned to this thing of, like, uh, how we used to, like, do, like, sketchy things when we were fishing. That sounded really bad. Hold on. Hold on your horses. Don't get crazy. Like, we used to sketch. We used to fish on some sketchy things. Like, we got to a point where, uh, you know, my whole life I haven't grown up being a fisherman. I just started fishing, you know, I think when I was like 22, 23, 24, somewhere around like that. It was around the same time that Doug came into my life. And so, like, we both kind of got the bug at the same time. And a couple weeks into it, we realized, hey, like, you don't have to fish from shore. You can get a boat and go uh, go fishing on the water. Well, that was great, except for, like, we didn't have a boat and we definitely didn't have any money. So we started figuring out ways that we could go fishing on the water that, like, didn't require that. And so my parents had this old canoe that was sitting behind their house. This canoe had been behind their house since before they bought their house and was full of leaves and gross things and, like, bugs, and it was disgusting. Uh, And we found that thing, and we thought, man, this is the best day ever. And so we went, and we got this canoe, and we pulled all this stuff out of it, and we pressure washed it, and there was holes in it, and we didn't care. We just took, like, a bucket and would, like, bail it out, like, every few minutes. Finally, we fiberglassed it, and we worked it out. And it was the most redneck thing in the entire world, and I had no idea how much of an idiot I looked like out on the water. But this is what I looked like. That was it. little 15-foot canoe, fiberglass canoe, I took a lawn chair. No, no, I didn't take a lawn chair. I took a beach chair from my wife that she took down to the beach. It was like bright pink and whatever. And I camo spray painted this whole canoe because I was like, it looks gross. And then the the beach chair like stood out too much, so I like tried to camo spray paint the beach chair so I didn't look like such a girl out there. And a bright pink. That thing, you're laughing now, like, you should, I thought it was the best thing in the whole world. You thought I was, like, a pro fisherman. I, like, I knew what the heck I was doing, standing up. All the fishing guys, they would go by me, and they're like, that, that guy's got a lawn chair in his canoe. I've never seen that in my entire life. Nate, you ever seen anything like that? I'm going to tell you I'll you what. <laughs> He's probably seen worse. only thing that would have been better is if I put a ladder on it. Then that then I really got something going. But we went out, and we fished that, and we fished some we fished some John boats that people had, like, shot with I like think it was like, we, we fished some crazy, gross things. And I finally got to a point, as I continued to, like, learn a little bit more about fishing, I, I wanted to get, like, a real boat. Again, I still didn't have the money to buy a real boat. But as I started to look, and I started to see around, and see other people, I, we, we, we started to think about, like, the dream boat. The dream boat to have here in Mosquito Lagoon, at the time when we were thinking about, was this 17-foot Pathfinder Tunnel Hall. It's not super. It's not super expensive boat. It gets really skinny. We can kind of go wherever with it. Uh, It it wasn't. It wasn't a really pretty boat, but at the time we thought, man, this thing is like a Lamborghini of boats. And so we went out and we started looking for one. They're all over Facebook at the time we were looking. And as as I go to like as I'm messaging this guy on Facebook, as we're talking back, as I want to buy this boat, someone stops me and says, Brian, like, you got to watch out and see what year is that boat and what's the inside of it made from. Well, I didn't know anything about boats. I was just getting into boats, and so my buddy started talking to me. He said, no, no, no. He said, from a certain year to a certain year, these boats on the inside of them ha- are made out of materials that over time will degrade and will rot. So I started looking online. These All these guys with this specific couple years of boat, they're pulling the decks up, off, pulling them completely apart and having to rebuild these boats from the core. Now, uh, core core of things are, are extremely important because you got to understand, like your core is where you get your strength. People that work out, people that do um, CrossFit and stuff like that, you know, look a lot like me, right? CrossFit guy. They'll tell you that your core, working out your core, is extremely important. That's where you get all your balance. That's where you get your rigidity. That's where a lot of your strength comes from. You guys can't tell, but I'm up here. I'm flexing my core right now. Well, these boats, because of what their core was used and what it was made with, over time would degrade and would break down to a point where they would have to have this incredibly extensive process to put in a whole new core. Nowadays, because of technology and stuff, they figured out that you just don't build boats this way anymore, that you build them with the different materials, you build them with, with stronger materials that have a stronger core, to now they got boats that will last 100 years because their core is built correctly. I was thinking about this today as it came to our life as followers of Christ. As God has called us with this mission, this, this mission to go into all the world to, to live out a calling that he's called us to, I think one of the things that we've got to make sure that we have corrected, the thing that we've got to have adjusted properly, the thing that, that even as we continue on into this, this walk of following Christ, I think we've got to know where our core is at. You know, I equate when I first started fishing on that Crappy little canoe. I didn't really care what it was made out of. I was just happy to be there. Sometimes in our faith walk, that's that's kind of where we start out, right? We're like, I don't know what the I don't know what my core is made out of. I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to experience what God's allowing me to experience. But over the course of time, as we continue to grow, as God calls us to bigger and bigger things, we've got to adjust and we've got to fix and correct where our core is. And so specifically today, I want to talk about how we can continue to correct our core, to live out a calling of, of being a Christian, a follower of Christ, that is based not out of a religion or identity, but is based out of a relationship. And there's some certain parts of that relationship that I think are, are key for that, that core area of a relationship to be the way it needs to be to be the strongest it can be and everything else wraps around this core in colossians chapter 1 verse 15 the apostle paul he writes this he's talking about jesus he says christ is the visible image of the invisible god he existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things that we can see and the things that we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning supreme over all thing or over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. Today, I think one of the things that we've got to understand to adjust our core is when it comes to Jesus, Jesus has got to be first in everything. He's got to, he's got to be number one. Now, this is not something that we we are like, oh man, I don't understand, uh, Brian. This is not. This is something we talk out, talk about as a church all the time. Jesus has got to be number one. And yes, I understand that that the 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 Sunday school Bible school answer is Jesus is number one. But what I think we need to challenge with ourselves is when it comes to our core of how we act and who we are and how we do life. Is that what it shows? Is Jesus first? Mark chapter 12, verse 29, Jesus replies uh, when they are asking him about the law. You've heard me talk about this before. He says, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel. The Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your mind and all of your strength. Can I be honest with you for a minute? I think as as your pastor, there's times where the Holy Spirit will convict me because, because I've loved God with some of my heart, with, with some of, of my strength, with some of my mind, some of my soul. I, I, I think in the culture that we live in right now, it's a very self-looking self, uh, self uh, looking inward and, 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 and what I want and, and the things that I need type of culture. It's not as easy to love God with all. It's easy to say that we should, though. Matthew 6, verse 33, Jesus tells us, he says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And so today I, I think there's three parts when it comes to our relationship with Jesus as we seek him first, as we, as we connect with him first, as, as we submit our lives to him and what he wants. I think there's three areas specifically that we've gotta focus on to adjust our core in this. The first one is communication. Communication simply, I think, in this situation, is, is time with prayer. I think, I think talking, talking to Jesus is important. I think if you're going to have a relationship with anything, if you're going to love anything, then, then you've got to spend some time with it, right? I can say that I love Erica, but if I don't spend any time with Erica, if I don't hang out with Erica, if I don't talk with Erica, what I say and what my actions are are, are two very different things. Now, this is tough because even as I as I talk about the loving God with all, many of you guys are like, Brian, like, <laughs> you don't understand what my schedule is like. Like, I got to wake up at 6 o'clock and I got to get my kids ready. And then I got to get them to school. And then I got to make sure that they're, they're clothed and then they wore shoes the whole time while they got to school. And then I got to go work. And then I got to pick them up. And then I got to make dinner. We get to a point where, like, our calendar, our schedule is so, so extensive that it's like, where do I, where do I put in this this time with Jesus? Where do I, where do I adjust? Where do I, where do I put this in? And I think one of the things that we've got to adjust is not, is not how to put Jesus, this relationship with Jesus, this connection, is this this communication with Him into our schedule but how do we figure out how to put our schedule into our relationship with Jesus see see there's a different perspective here because at some point you think like these are the things that I need to do this is all that I need to do but at some point I got to put time with Jesus in here but the perspective that we need to have is Jesus called me with a purpose to live today out and choose him and these are the things I've got to do in it, but but this schedule is going to sit inside of my relationship with him, and so I'm going to do these things with him day in and day out. Think about it a little bit like this: i um, have got a good friend, a buddy. My name's name's Chris, and Chris loves to surf. Like surfing is his life, to the point where like anything else and I'm not getting on him at all or right? whatever. I love his passion for it, but like anything else that he does in life, all comes back to the reason he does it is to surf. So like he has a business. He has his business so that he can go take time off and he can go surf. He's got friends, most of his friends, they all share this passion for surfing. If you if he's got stuff to do, it could be piling up above his head more than he can handle. But if the waves are good, you're smiling because you know where he's, you know where he's at too. If the waves are good, he's going surfing. Some people we do the same thing when it comes to fishing, right? Like if the fish are biting, like you might have to do work, but that work you can probably do later on. Because it's like that's that's our passion, that's who we identify as, that's that's our world. I think what Jesus wants is he wants a connection so close, a relationship so close that that we live inside of his world, that our world is him, that we communicate about every part of our lives day in and day out as we connect with him. I think the first part of adjusting our core and relationship with Jesus is communication. I, I grew up thinking that to be a Christian, you have got to pray and you've got to read your Bible. These are two, two things on the list that you have to do if you want to call yourself a Christian. I think if Jesus was right here, he wouldn't say, he, said, he would say, it's not about doing a checklist. It's about being in a relationship. And if you love that person, you want to spend time with them. You want to learn more about them your spouse to your left or to your right, or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, or the thing that you you love to do the most, whatever that is. You never felt like it was a checklist to try to figure them out or try to spend time with them. You just did it because you wanted to. That's what Jesus wants from us. Jesus wants communication. I think the second thing that we need to do in to adjust our core when it comes to that relationship is a commitment. I was watching a video this past week, and uh, it was of Denzel Washington. And it wasn't like Training Day or anything. It wasn't like a, a movie. Um, it was like a, it was a, a video someone shot on their phone of him doing a commencement speech for a college. I think it was like Delaware University or something like that. I'm not. I'm not sure who it was. But as he got up there, and as as he was talking, he you know I. I can't imagine being invited to go talk to a bunch of college graduates. These are people that for at least the past four years have like studied their butts off to get to the point where they're at now. Some of them are graduating with their master's. Some of them are graduating with a doctorate. Who knows? These are intelligent people about ready to start this next major chapter of their life to charge hard for whatever they've got passion for. And here comes Denzel Washington. I can't think of the pressure that it must be to talk to this thousands of kids or students, young adults as they start out. And he gets up and he says the first thing he says, he said, if you can can hear one thing from me, you see all that I've accomplished, you see all that I have, if you want to have that type of experience, let me tell you the things, let me teach you just one more lesson of what you should do the first words out of his mouth he said put god first put god first it's it's easy to say that it's it's a little bit harder for us to do it there's something that should be public declaration when it comes to this commitment that we have it shouldn't just be something that we say. It should be something that we do. It should be an action that people, other people, see. One of the things I love to do as a pastor, more than anything, is celebrate with someone as they they take their first step uh, in this public declaration of relationship with Jesus in in baptism. We've got a number of people that have been baptized here today. Some people are thinking about getting baptized, or maybe you've you've heard about it and you're like you're looking for some more information. I do want to tell you that uh, we actually have baptism coming up in a few weeks. We're going to be doing, I think it's uh, October, it's actually, it's October 10th, uh, which is our, our fourth year um, um, anniversary as a church, right? That'll be a big deal. We're going to do it at like 7 a.m. So if you're interested in getting baptized, the 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 way you do it, sign up. You text the word NEW to 386-200-9818. But ultimately, this this core relationship starts with this public commitment of saying, I'm going to choose Christ first. I'm going to put what God wants before anything else. And we publicly declare it in front of our friends and family through baptism. It's kind of, kind of a little bit like a wedding. With any relationship, any real, genuine relationship, there is a level of commitment. I think that's the same thing that Jesus wants in our relationship with him. The last thing I think that's required in a relationship with Jesus is change. First thing we talked about was communication. second thing that you need is commitment. And the third thing I think that is required is change. When it comes to my relationship with Erica, we love each other for who we are. But we also know that there's this part of us, that both of us in this relationship, for it to continue to work, there's this change that is going to happen for both of us. I'm gonna respect her and what her wishes are. She's gonna respect me and what my wishes are. There's some things that I do that when we first started out in a relationship, she didn't like so much. So there was some adjustment along the way, some things that I need to change. After tw- how many years of marriage? 12 years of marriage? Are we at 12? 10? Oh, I'm in trouble. I'm already in trouble. After 10 years of mar- marriage, 12 years together, there's still some things that I haven't changed that I'm working on. That you're raising an eyebrow because you're like, you don't really think I'm working on. it. It's all right. That's why we have counseling. Counseling is great. But in a real relationship, there's some change that happens along the way. And I think the same thing happens in a relationship with Jesus. Jesus says this in Matthew 7, verse 24. He says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a rock. Though the rain comes and torrents or comes in torrents and the flood waters rise the winds beat against the house it won't collapse because it was built on bedrock but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand when the rains flood when it comes and the wind beat against the house it will collapse with an almighty crash as people that live in Florida, we understand what it's like to live with sand. And many of you know if you try to build anything on sand, it's a matter of time before it's going to fall apart because the sand shifts. The sand does not stay steady. I think for some of us, our core of our relationship with Jesus Sometimes we've, we've, we build it on sand. we build it on things that we don't understand and over time it shifts and it adjusts for some of us can even can even, even crumble. And I want to challenge you with this. When it comes to your relationship with Jesus, follow his teaching, follow his words. We've been given this great tool. In the Bible, and there's, it's, it's even in most of our Bibles, it's highlighted in red the words that he has said. And I promise you this is that if you will follow them, if you will adjust life and do what they say, your life will be better because of it. See, we we, we all live and do jobs, whether it's as, as moms or dads uh, or employers, employees, in which we, we put 40, 60, even 80 hours a week in. And that's our identity. But Jesus doesn't want that as our identity. He wants wants us to put 60, 80 hours a week. He wants to have us do life in relationship with him and allow everything else to find its way in that. He wants to be the core inside of us. Everything else, money, our job, our pride, the relationships that we've made along the way, if we let that be the core of who we are, it'll just, we will just crumble and fall. Just like that boat, there's gonna be a massive undertaking of ripping everything out to figure out what is true and what can we stand on and what can be the core. And relationship with Jesus is the only thing I know that will keep you up and allow you to charge fully ahead, better than what you could do on your own. At the end of the video I watched about Denzel Washington, he started off with that. He said, if I could teach you one thing, he said, put God first. He said, at the end of the day, I want to challenge you with this. He said, put your slippers as far up under the bed as you can because at the end of the day, you'll finish your day on your knees. He says, use that time and connect to God. A man that has had lots of success. He's put in lots of hard work, but to a group of people that are arguably maybe even smarter than him, he understands that no matter what you've learned along the way, no matter what you thought is true, the core should be this. Start your day with God. Put him first in all. Finish your day with him. Let everything sit inside that relationship with Jesus Christ, his son. And so I'm gonna challenge you with this. You know, we, we got people here today that you come from many different walks of life. And you identify, especially if you're proud of it, probably with what you do. And I wanna challenge you, that today as you walk out those doors to think of life differently think of it as an opportunity today to readjust your core to put God first to pull out whatever else has been the thing that you have said I've identified as this this is who I am and to do life in a relationship constantly with Jesus I love church I love that we get to do this every Sunday but if this is the only part of what your relationship with Jesus really looks like, I'm telling you, you're missing out. Because the worship is 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 good, the preaching's okay, the coffee—I don't even know—I didn't have it today. We don't even have donuts anymore. Church isn't that good. But a relationship with Jesus Christ will change your life for the better. And if you can adjust your core to get outside the mindset of this is a religion and into this is a real relationship, your life and your family will change for the better. Our world that we live in will change for the better. So many of you are smarter and wiser than I am, and you've been through more, and you're going to do more than what I've done. But I do want to challenge you with this. Put God first in all you do. Spend time communicating to Jesus. Make a personal public commitment to him and allow him to change your life for the better. If you do that, we'll all be better. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for what you've done in our lives. God, I pray that as we step out these doors, God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would adjust our core in that moment. You would adjust our perspective of thinking who we live for and what we've built our life on. And I pray that as we continue to choose to live in a relationship with you and allow our lives to fit into that, I know that you'll bless us and you'll continue to show us a better way, that you'll change our lives for the better. And we thank you so much for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said Amen, amen. Hey, before we leave here this morning, two things I want to let you know is we want to help you out uh, in this adjustment of our core. And so one of the things that the staff and I are working through uh, every week or every day this week um, and for the next, we're going to try to do it for the next 52 weeks, uh, is we're going through this book called Core 52. Some of you guys maybe heard about it before, some of you haven't, uh, but it's 52 Lessons that comes straight out of the Bible, 52 of the best, um, some of the best uh, messages and and, uh, and lessons that we can learn. Um, and it's got a, an application every day for how we can continue to grow in our relationship with Jesus in this. It comes right out of the Bible. Uh, it's by a, a man named Mark Moore. Um, and so far, what I've read, it's, it's pretty great. Um, if you are interested in this and following along with us, uh, you can text, uh, do we have a... Graphic text the word core to 386 200 9818, uh, and it'll give you the link to the website. It'll also uh, give you an Amazon link, I think, where you can pick this up. Uh, This is we I only bought one book, um, but if someone would want this or would want to commit to doing this with us, I'd be happy to give it to you for free. No, no, nothing. I think it's normally like 12 bucks. So $12 you get for free from the pastor. If you want to do it, come find me here after church. First person to me, I'll give it to you. Uh, And then also, um, we bought a student edition as well. And so if you're a high schooler or a middle schooler and this is something you would want to do, I'd be happy to give this to to you as well as you continue to adjust your core. So um, with that, I want to let you know that I love you guys so very much. Hope you have a fantastic uh, start to this week. Go be safe. Uh, Connect with ones that you love. Connect with God continue to grow in your relationship with him. And we believe that as we continue to go and do what he's called us to do, the best is still yet to come. Amen. Amen. You guys have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you next week. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.